Seasonal depression is referred to in the mental health department as SAD, S-A-D, meaning Seasonal Affective Disorder. As we recognize seasonal depression, we need to first uncover what are the symptoms, and some of us may actually have seasonal depression and not even recognize it. Interesting. Hello and welcome to Just Dandy Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Morgan, your host, owner of Dandelion Soap Herb Shop. As a practicing herbalist, I recognize some of these symptoms after they were pointed out to me by a friend. That's right, I too suffer from seasonal depression, but I never knew it. I simply thought that was just me, my chemical makeup, and the way that I roll. I dealt with the symptoms for so many years, I didn't even know that they were an actual diagnosis. I want to share with you the information that I have learned over the years, how I have effectively treated mine, and what you can do if you happen to have seasonal depression yourself. You may even recognize this in a loved one or a friend. Be sure to share this podcast with them. You'll find all the information and links in the description box underneath this podcast. If you happen to be on a platform where the description box is not available, visit dandelionsoap.com forward slash just dandy podcast. Check out the blog while you're there. So before we dive into the symptoms to recognize what seasonal depression symptoms bring, I want to give a full disclosure in letting you know I am not a licensed physician. If you question anything, be sure to seek the advice of your medical physician, psychiatrist, or psychologist and be properly diagnosed. These are simply some of the things that are commonly used and practiced to eliminate seasonal depression and try and overcome it. If your symptoms persist, by all means, make sure you seek the advice of your medical doctor and do not hesitate. As we deal with seasonal affective disorder, SAD, so we're feeling sad, seasonal depression, we want to address are there any symptoms that are onset, so we might recognize them right away, who's affected by it, when does it occur, and what are the things that we can do to offset the beginning, or if we already get seasonal depression, what can we do to get rid of it and overcome it, to address it and treat it appropriately. Well, the great news is I can answer all those questions. I've done the research, I have the information, and as an individual who suffers from seasonal depression, I feel like I can really truly share this information on an honest basis and tell you what has truly worked for me and offer you some other alternatives that you can try as well. So the first thing is seasonal depression, also known as winter depression, occurs in the fall and winter months. It is like the biological clock in your body is affected by the weather change. And additionally, it affects more people who are further from the equator, thus occurring during the winter months. 
some of the symptoms and most of the time the symptoms will start beginning to occur at the onset of September to October. And of course, they will last four to five months. That's a long period of time. It's almost half a year. And people will start feeling better around April or May, depending on how long inclement weather or dormancy and the cold weather and the long days have lingered on. Interesting enough, women are affected the most and reported the most with seasonal depression. Ages 15 through 55 and what I really was surprised by is the older you get the less you have seasonal depression. <laughs> now I wouldn't have expected that. There are actually vegetative symptoms that can help you to identify seasonal depression at its onset and therefore you're taking a proactive approach that you can go ahead and start doing things to offset seasonal depression so that it doesn't set in and be aware of it so you can guard yourself against it. And I have you more information on the fact that each state has been ranked. Now overall in the United States, 3% of the population is affected by seasonal disorder or seasonal depression as I should say. And in each one of those states, the population percentile is different. It's going to fluctuate. Now that information came from the National Insurance Association. They did a survey and they rated each state ranked 1 through 50, but one being the state that reported the most uh, seasonal depression through the mental health department and or general practitioner, psychiatrist, or psychologist. In other words, it was reported to the mental health department, and then of 50 being the lowest. Each state had its own average, and that percentage is what made them rank higher than one state or another. Find the link in the description box underneath this podcast, or visit dandelionsoap.com forward slash justdandypodcast for a link to take you directly to the chart that's going to show your state and how much of the population within that state is affected by seasonal depression. So what are the vegetative symptoms that we can go ahead and identify with immediately and begin being proactive in treating seasonal depression? Well. I'm going to tell you there are three specifically that were expressed at the onset. Remember, this is the vegetative symptoms. And the onset before seasonal depression really sets in. The first one was a craving of carbs. Now, these carbs were specific, bread and pasta. Well, bread and pasta are your starches. They're your high starches. So when your body takes that in, it turns into sugar. It's going to give you an instant boost, and you're going to get that instant gratification. So, of course, bread and pasta. And the more you eat, the more your body craves of it and wants more and more and more. So, I don't know about you, but I really love pasta, Italian food, yum. 
I'm not big on bread, but I do happen to notice when seasonal depression. So I, now I recognize, you know, the symptoms at the onset. And funny thing is, is all through the warmer months, I wasn't eating that many sandwiches. I was enjoying a lot of tall salads and fresh vegetables and fruits coming in. And I put up canning and so forth. So I really enjoy the fresh gardening and it, it's just delicious. But funny thing is, is right in the fall and into the winter, I start wanting a sandwich. I start wanting bread. I even start cooking and baking biscuits and dishes that have a bread crust in them. Well, that's not so bad if you're not overdoing it. As they say, anything good thing, you know, if you overdo it, overindulge it, that's a bad thing. Today's episode is sponsored by Showtime Video and Tannin, located on Main Street in Cove, North Carolina. You can purchase flat rate packages there with unlimited visits for a whole 30 days, or you can buy a single tannin visit at a time. He has the best selection and receives his movies two weeks prior to Redbox. Go in and rent one of the videos, have your tannin visit there. This will emit vitamin D in a natural way, mimicking the sunlight, as well as protect your immune system and guard you against seasonal depression. While you're there, be sure to let them know Just Andy Podcast sent you. So things can be good for you, but if you overdo it, that can be bad. Well, a secondary system that was expressed was the urge to want to sleep longer. Well, who in the world does not want to hibernate like a bear? Let's just jump into all those warm, fluffy blankets and fluffy pillows and, you know, just go to sleep. It's dreary outside. It's dark. It's cold. Who wants to go out there? Let's just stay in the house, stay in the bed, sleep longer. Well, when you have the urge to sleep longer, the downfall with that is if you're sleeping too much, your body actually produces an excessive amount of melatonin. And that is bad, because now you're really going to get into a depressive state, and you're just going to be sleepy, and it's really, really hard to overcome. And when you sleep too much, it can bring about fatigue. Let's address that next. However, before we do, let's talk about tired at work. That was the third vegetative symptom expressed being tired at work. Now, I know you may find that humorous, but remember this is an onset. So if you've just gotten to work and you're tired, and the whole time you're at work, you're tired, you leave work, you're tired, you go to home, you're tired, excessive tiredness turns into fatigue. And that is chronic tiredness. That means your body has never recuperated. It has not recharged and refueled itself, and that excessiveness will cause the fatigue. One of the primary things about seasonal depression or any depression, because remember, seasonal depression is listed as a, a form of depression and can turn into full-fledged depression. The symptoms mimic those of 
manic depressor as well as bipolar too. And even if you have a low function in thyroid, the symptoms mimic. So let's talk about these symptoms. And let's talk about the fact that the states that were done per average, your colder states are those states that are putting you closer to the coastal line and inclement weather is causing you to not be able to get to your source of livelihood, such as Oregon is listed as number one, ranked number one. Portland, Oregon, to be specific. And speaking of specific, that's on the Pacific Ocean coastline. A very treacherous current. It takes skill to maneuver through that ocean. The currents are twisty and choppy and can throw you into the rocks. The water stays at a temperature at around 55 degrees. Hypothermia massively. And I'll also add a, a detail in that research that I did. Every single species of shark dwells in that water. It is excellent hunting ground for them. And as I said, you need to be an expert to even maneuver through that coast. It's very treacherous and dangerous. It is necessary for a lot of their livelihood and transporting of goods as well. Second on the National Insurance Survey that was done was West Virginia. Now, I want to add some information in this and in, in speaking about this. When they were doing the mental health coverage and doing this survey to rank the states, one of the main keys to this research is they found that the states that had a better mental health coverage had less reported seasonal depression within their mental health coverage and uh, doctors. Those who had less, the reports were higher. So West Virginia is one of those states that the coverage is not as good. Oregon being another that are dealing with a lot of things going on in their state. Uh, we've all heard about it on the news, but also homelessness. And whenever you're dealing with homelessness and you're dealing with states that are affected by that, the mental health average of seasonal depression is going to be a great deal higher. So as we go through and go uncover these symptoms and what we can do to assist ourselves and talk about some of the states, you're going to find that they have that in common. If they don't have good mental health coverage, then the average percentage of people affected is going to be higher. And there again, the best reported averages are going to also come from states that have good mental health coverage. So those are going to be more accurate in their reporting as well as where they're going to rank per state and the average. So as we go through here, let's plow more into the symptoms and what can we do to treat these symptoms. But first a word from our sponsor.
Today's episode is sponsored by Showtime Video in Tannen, located on Main Street in Walnut Cove, North Carolina. You can purchase flat rate packages there with unlimited visits for a whole 30 days, or you can buy a single Tannen visit at a time. He has the best selection and receives his movies two weeks prior to Redbox. Go in and rent one of the videos, have your Tannen visit there, this will emit vitamin D in a natural way, mimicking the sunlight, as well as protect your immune system and guard you against seasonal depression. While you're there, be sure to let them know Just Andy Podcast sent you. So let's do a recap. We know that four to five months out of a year during the fall and winter months, is generally when seasonal depression sets in. We know that it affects women we, the most more than men, and we know that the age group would be ages 15 through 55. We also understand that the older we get, the less probability of us having seasonal depression and less reported. We also know that the further away from the equator we are, the more it affects our internal clock and therefore can bring on these onset vegetative symptoms that we've already discussed. We know to look out for the carb cravings, such as bread and pasta, and that we need to do something to change that. So we'll talk about that. We know the second thing that's expressed is wanting to sleep longer, and we also know that express of tired at work. And going along with, here we are, we're working and we're still tired. We leave home, we're still tired, and no recuperation of that. And to be on the lookout for it. We've also gotten a word from our sponsor about tannin beds, and I'd like to address this is another way to treat seasonal depression. We can emit sunlight therapy lamps. I own two of them myself. I will put a link below for each one of those lamps. I've owned them for over 10 years. I have yet to replace a light bulb in either one of them. They will just last and last and last. It is a UV emitting light. It's safe, it stays cool, you can burn it for hours, and replace your table lamp with one of these sun lamps. Because they're just like a table lamp, they have a different style. I have one that is a 15 inch neck. Of course, the light head is adjustable, and it is a sensory touch. You just touch it with your hand and it comes on. I also have a floor model one that might be 10 inches around the base and it stands over five feet tall. It too is adjustable up and down as well as the head. And there again, you can run these lamps in place of a regular table lamp or floor lamp. The emitting of the UV light that's specially made, this bulb is a special bulb. It's not your common go in the store and purchase bulb. And they can be ordered through the Amazon link that I will be sharing with you. They stay cool and they can burn and burn for hours and immediately as soon as I implemented the sunlight therapy lamp into my everyday life immediately I felt lifted I actually was more cheerful and brighter and I could feel this lifting off of me and the depression was seeming to dissipate and go to bay I truly encourage you to invest in a sun therapy lamp and use it in place of a regular table lamp, somewhere where you commonly are. 
If you read like I do, or if you do a lot of needlework like I do, or any kind of crafts, replace whatever lighting you have with it, or put it in addition to the lighting. I know that when I do a lot of cutting and sewing of projects and craft projects, I have an overhead light. And I do use the daylight one because just bright lighting alone will lift your spirit. It will make you feel better. But these sun therapy lamps have been studied. And what they do is they mimic the sun. They allow the body to think or, you know, appeal to producing vitamin C and absorption of vitamin C as well as A and K, and therefore you, your mind is more balanced. You don't have the fog and the confusion, and you do not have the aches and pains that are generally associated with depression, even seasonal depression. So a tanning bed, that's gonna give you the one, you have to go out to use it if you don't have one in your home. And number two, that UV special lighting that it emits and is artificial lighting that mimics the sun is going to boost the immune system. It's going to aid and abet with any kind of dry skin disease that you may suffer with. And of course, it's going to lift your spirit, give you energy and robustness and suddenly you feel better. You just feel like whatever it was that was bothering you, this sickly feeling and not feeling good has just lifted off of you. And it's an immediate turnabout you will just see a difference even in your attitude your overall mood and spirit will just be lifted and feel much much better foods that we can introduce in this since this is earlier into the podcast i want to go ahead and admit to you herbs that we can use as well as some food that we can use that maybe once we see these onset of these symptoms we can guard against them or put them at bay as quickly as possible to avoid having full-fledged seasonal depression. Use root soups. Whenever you are trying to overcome fatigue and get energy back, and especially if your body is craving carbs, it is in dire need of vitamins and nutrients that it's not getting. And to overcome a craving means your body is telling you there's something that it wants. And when you're fatigued, you're wanting energy. Well, those cravings of bread or pasta, we know are gonna turn into instant gratification because your body takes starch in and converts it to sugar. In order to offset that, think about a bland diet. Now, I know what you're thinking. Like, how does that even make sense? All right, bear with me. Whenever your body's flora gets off, and you cannot get straight now, and your body, your stomach is griping, and you uh, maybe have IBS, and uh, just irritable bowels rather, and your head is hurting and your body is aching, almost like flu symptoms, you don't feel good. The first thing the doctor tells you to do is go on a bland diet. Well, believe it or not, a bland diet is the very first step in recuperating and refueling the body. It gives it those nutrients that it desperately needs and it reads it right away. It takes it up right away. So if you fix you a broth soup, a root soup, like carrots, potatoes, onions, turnips, things, beets, think radishes, onions, put them in and make you a root soup, as we call it in the country. And know that the broth is the most significant, most important part. I will even take ground beef and cook it, drain off every bit of the grease I possibly can, 
and then introduce it into the broth. That will give me some of my protein nutrient as well. And vegetables are full of protein. There's more protein in vegetables than there are in meat. And you disregard the fat as well. So think about fixing you a root broth soup and indulge in that. And that's beneficial to the whole body of everybody in the family that might be enjoying it too. And you are getting those trace minerals, uh, you're getting your nutrients, and totally jam full of every vitamin that you could possibly want. You're also refueling the body and rehydrating it because you become dehydrated when you've overslept and an overproduction of melatonin occurs. That is the problem with sleeping too much, which we know is a symptom in being sleepy, sleepy, sleepy. And you, once you sleep, you just want to keep sleeping. And that overabundance production of melatonin is bad because now you've aided and abetted and impacted your situation worse. Now you're even more fatigued. You're chronically fatigued and very tired and you cannot get back to normal. Well, the other symptoms that are shared with seasonal depression is that hopelessness feeling, feeling lonely. And you are overall going to have mood swings. You are not going to have any interest in anything. So the apathy sets in, loss of concern, loss of interest. You also become socially isolated and socially disconnected. We will tend to stay out of work. You don't want to go to work, you'll call in, you'll find an excuse, you'll come up with a reason, and then suddenly you're also using your vacation days or your paid time off because you simply just do not want to have to deal with anybody or anything. You really do not have the go juice, the energy, or in your concentration, you have loss of concentration. You cannot focus. And I offer you many things that you can do here. So let's talk about ginseng. I've talked about that in the past, in past podcasts, but even with insomnia or sleep deprivation, those two are also part of seasonal depression. So you may be one side of the spectrum or the whole other side. So on one side of the spectrum, you'll have people who just stay sleepy. Sleepiness, they cannot overcome it. They just want to keep sleeping. Then you have others on the opposite side of the spectrum who suffer from insomnia. They cannot go to sleep. And then sleep deprivation sets in. You go to bed. You've barely gotten any sleep, just a little bit, and something has interrupted you. You're suddenly awake. You do that numerous times, you suffer from sleep deprivation. Now you feel hungover and jet lagged. You feel sickly. You're nauseated. You, you really, truly are suffering from a sleep hangover and sleep deprivation has now set in. You don't know how to get back to your state of mind and clearly think you're going to be ill. You're going to feel anxious. Now maybe you're experiencing anxiety. I hate anxiety. Didn't ever have any type of anxiety that I knew of. And I certainly didn't know that that's what was happening to me. Especially if you fell off to sleep and then you wake up in a sudden panic and you're just, you're, you're, you just don't, oh, what is going on? Where'd everything go? You got tunnel vision. You're really scared. You're looking for a light. You're looking for the brightest light you can find and you need fresh air. You want to burst outside and get some air into you. 
Anxiety works the same way, except you're awake. You're Now you're having the same attack, anxiety attack, and you're wide awake, and you do not know what's causing this. Your body's functions are just all over the place, and you can't, can't seem to get a hold of it and gr get a grip, <laughs> bring it back together. So it's like, pull yourself together. You know, what's going on? Am I losing my mind? I feel, I feel abnormal. I don't feel comfortable in my own skin. Seasonal depression, you are just so down, you, you're sad, you don't know why, you're just so sad. So all of these are symptoms. Now the social isolation and the social uh, disconnect, lack of concentration, we're covering all that. We even have weight gain. Now if you're craving carbs, you're going to put on weight. Yes, sir. You're going to be eating carbs like crazy. You're going to crave more carbs. You're going to be eating and ingesting more carbs. Therefore, in order to melt those pounds off, we know come spring we'll be more active. We'll be going more. We'll be doing more. We'll exert ourselves more. And that's why for people who exercise, it's so important. And they are able to waver through seasonal depression. But if you're snowbound and you're locked in to wherever you are and you can't get out, and you don't have exercise equipment, you might have to come up with your own gymnastic routine in your home. Also, hobbies and other ideas, reading a good book, tuning into a podcast, and listening to one of the mystery novels or the audio books that you can download. There is so much opportunity and different ways to change that channel. Try not to watch any kind of murder mayhem or anything that's down throttle. Stay away from the news by all means. Today's episode is sponsored by Showtime Video in Tannen, located on Main Street in Walnut Cove, North Carolina. You can purchase flat rate packages there with unlimited visits for a whole 30 days or you can buy a single tannin visit at a time. He has the best selection and receives his movies two weeks prior to Redbox. Go in and rent one of the videos, have your tannin visit there. This will emit vitamin D in a natural way, mimicking the sunlight, as well as protect your immune system and guard you against seasonal depression. While you're there, be sure to let them know Just Andy Podcast sent you. On the ginseng, chamomile, lavender, these three are beneficial. Also, catnip or cat mint. Ginseng helps with the sleep part. It is a nerve tonic and it helps to rebalance the system. It also introduces keeping the insulin levels balanced so your blood sugars are not up and down. They're staying very, very balanced. And even if you are diabetic, Taking ginseng will not harm you, and it does not counteract that at all. It's actually a good thing. Ginseng does a lot of things. So check out the past podcast in order to get more information about that. There's actually two parts to it, and it would just tell you some of the things that ginseng does. But on dealing with seasonal depression and staying on the topic at hand, it's going to help you whether you're dealing with loss of concentration, it's going to guard against the anxiety and 
definitely keep you from having the panic attacks in your sleep. And that's another thing, it's gonna help balance your sleep. You're gonna sleep when you need to, and you're gonna be able to be awake when you need to. It's going to yield stamina and energy. You can introduce honey into your regimen as well. Make sure you're introducing that into your foods. There are so many benefits to honey. We could make a whole podcast and then some just on it. Egg yolks. If you're not a person that eats eggs, think about the free range eggs. These are more richer, organically grown per se. They, they are free range chickens and the eggs are more beneficial to you. Whenever you crack open that egg, if the yolk is almost orange, that is the best. It is lower in cholesterols and more rich in protein and the nutrients that you need, the niacin and calcium that is in that you get from eating eggs. If you're not one to eat eggs, then try to place them in the dishes that you eat. Incorporate them in some way. When you're dealing with the chamomile and the lavender, you can use these as teas. You can also brew it and add it to your smoothie or freeze it in a freeze pot. Add it in to the other dishes that you cook. It's still good, you're still getting the benefits. Remember, your body sees herbs as food because that's what they are. The nutritional value is so high, it's just astronomical. Okay, let's talk about the meat part of it. Those fish, fatty fish to be specific, is the best. You're getting your omega-3, some of you take fish oil. But if you're looking at sardines, salmon, halibut, you're getting your fatty fish. Very beneficial in guarding against seasonal depression. And here's a tip. If you're looking for a natural antidepressant, look to oysters and mussels. They have antioxidant, or excuse me, antidepressant properties to them. And I know you like that information. So if you need a natural antidepressant, make sure that you order or purchase oysters and mussels and supply those into your eating habits. Whenever we are keeping guard against all these things, and there's, there's so many wonderful things that we can do. We're, we've got to eat right. We've got to get an a, a adequate sleep and proper sleep and not oversleeping. And I know we've talked about that a lot. And then of course we are combating fatigue. And fatigue is really funny enough when you're dealing with seasonal depression. That's the one thing that people complain about the most is the fatigue. They complain about the fatigue more than they do the sleep part because commonly when people become depressed, they do a lot of sleeping. So in their mind, they think, well, you know, I'm sleeping, that's what I need. And actually they may be sleeping too much and not awake during day hours uh, or unable to be awake during day hours because now they've been up all night, couldn't go to sleep with insomniac and now they're sleeping during the day when they need that extra boost of energy and they need the natural lighting. Natural lighting will give you energy. So guard against a dim room. Try to replace the lighting in those rooms and make them brighter. I'm gonna offer you these things too that's very important. We all become adapted to our environment and we grow tired and used to it on both levels. So I will tell you this. A paint color, fresh coat of paint, 
on a room that you are in the most can really change your attitude because we all have senses. And that is one thing that you have control over. You can always put a splash of paint on the wall. Additionally, if you can't change the paint color, you can change the arrangements on the wall. Print you some photographs, get you some beautiful pictures, buy posters if you need to. Change what you're looking at. Rearrange the wall. Do you a collage of bright colors and happy moments. Print off photographs and put them in frames and hang them about. Surround yourself with those things that make you feel good. Play peaceful music or upbeat cheerful music and buy you a plant even if it's artificial get you a plant that you can see everyone everyone on earth relates to plants it is part of being a human being it is what the great creator created us to tend over the garden and even if you live in the city just having a plant in the room is the brightest thing and i don't know anyone who doesn't enjoy seeing flesh fresh flowers or arrangement artificial or real everyone it automatically cheers them up it makes you feel better and if you have a loved one that might be dealing with seasonal depression take them a plant say here i need you to babysit this plant Here's when you feed it. This is the dosage that it needs. This is what time of the day. And you would be so surprised. I have given plants to many people. And I'll go, will you please take care of my plant for me? And then I'll say, well, you know, when you get tired of it, you just send it back. They're like, do you really want to give this? This is so beautiful. And it just cheers them up. They will actually make a space to put that plant. I have seen people clear off a whole area to put that plant or change the arrangement to be focused all around that plant. So there you go. These are some ideas. Music is always, always sets the tone and the mood in the event. It takes you back to a memory, uh, a moment in time, and it can just really, really reintroduce joys that you have felt laughter that you need and that is the best medicine of all whenever you're dealing now you've got so many things that you can use here in dealing with seasonal depression i will tell you they have been a winner 100 percent changed my life it took a friend being courageous enough to go hey you know i think you might be dealing with seasonal depression some of the things that you've expressed to me, the fact that you've become socially isolated and disconnected. Many people make the assumption that I am an extrovert because I really am sociable and I'm talkative. That is because I'm usually a situation extrovert. I've always been put in that position. I was the firstborn, so I'm the oldest sibling. And it was always my position. I was taught and raised to always be a lady. Being a lady means you are the perfect host. You always make sure that your guests are comfortable and that their needs are covered and they come before you. So in my opinion and based on what I know, I am a situation extrovert. I am going to present myself and be on my best behavior and the best part of me is going to come forth 
whenever I am around people, whenever I am confronted with other personalities. It's about them and not about me. But I truly am an introvert. I really need the time away from society to refuel and get me that robust feeling back and refuel, just get my body filled back up with energy and keep my mind straight and to tackle all of my projects. So I really do enjoy being an introvert. I like having my peace and quiet. I am task oriented, so I like to cover a lot of things and get them done. And being productive makes me feel good and I feel a sense of achievement and accomplishment. So that's important to me. And those are the things that fuel me. Things that fuel you, you may be a sociable person. You may be an individual who likes to be around people uh, and that's how you derive your energy and it keeps you going. But you too may be like me. You still need that moment when you need to be away from people and refuel and just recharge yourself. So I know that there's been a lot of information shared. Check out that link in the description box for the other states and we'll highlight these for just a moment here. Maine is hitting at number three and West Virginia was number two. West Virginia and also Virginia, Virginia's hitting at 39 ranking on that national insurance survey I told you about. Those two states I know for a fact because I have visited them, I have relatives that live in those states. They are living on a single lane road which we call a pig path because it is dirt and it's carved into the side of the mountain. It is a one-way road. If you come across a vehicle that is coming down that road, one of you has to pull over to allow passage of the other vehicle before you can continue up that passway. And same way, coming down. So being carved into the side of the mountain and they get inclement weather and get snowbound, they're not going anywhere. They can't get out of there, they're snowbound. And what really brings on a lot of the seasonal depression is maybe they lose power. So that's gonna limit their heat source. And that means they're gonna have to do more uh, burn wood and do other things in order to have heat. Also freezing pipes, whenever you're dealing with the mountain, you're in a cool, it's, you know, your pipes are in the ground and then coming into the house. So frozen pipes and not having a source of water is detrimental to everybody's health. We would all die without water. We could live without power, we can't live without water. And if you're depending on a water pump to pump water into your house and you're not in the city limits to where you're getting a continuous city water, whether the power's on or off, it really truly will affect you and seasonal pressure will set in. And because you, you now you're just overwhelmed. There's just all these things affecting your livelihood and you feel the pressure is coming in on you. And so it's not uncommon for you to just want to ball up and hide and, and just not even come out until the sun is bright and shining it's hot weather. You just don't even want to deal with it. So be aware that if that is going on, if you are a friend or a loved one and there's anything that you can do to lessen that load, to lighten that for an individual, I certainly commend you. You are our hero and we appreciate you and love you and adore you. Thank you so much for being that person. And sometimes 
just listening. Just listen. Whatever it is that's bothering them or on their mind, they might be venting because remember, they've got mood swings. They might be irritable, angry, and just, just, just down. Let them vent because a lot of times if you let someone just come up, just, just vent and they're up in the ceiling and then they'll start deflating as they vent and they'll come down and finally they'll calm down and suddenly they will tell you what's really bothering them, what's really, really wrong. And just don't take it personally. Just go, hey, I get you. I totally get you and I love you. And you're important and you're special and you're unique and I need you. And I know right now you're not feeling your best, but you know what? You'll get back on that horse. You're gonna feel better and I'm gonna feel better when you feel better. And just help each other through it. That's what we're here for. I appreciate hearing your feedback, loving your comments. Thank you so much for your support and loving the show. That means everything to me. It encourages me. And of course, I want to continue bringing you episodes that the information is beneficial to you. I know that you need to stay tuned because there will be more about seasonal depression. This podcast, I'm going to let it go as it is. And there is more that we can do to combat seasonal depression. So be sure that if you're not already following the podcast, to click that follow button on whatever platform you like to listen to the podcast on. And know that the future episode is going to be about seasonal depression as well. Check out the sponsors and let them know that you heard about them on Just Dandy Podcast. All the links are in the description below. If you don't have a description box, go to dandelionsoap.com forward slash Just Dandy Podcast. Check out the blog while you're there. Until the next episode, this is Elizabeth wishing you all a Just Dandy day. Thank you.